deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. JD! What's going on, buddy? How are we doing tonight? Oh, I'd be doing much better if this game was going a different way. I mean, I'm having I'm having fun watching Henry run all over the place finally, but we got, uh, killing my showdown lineups. We we got uh, our first uh, mention there of Derrick Henry, which would be my first bad call of the week, leaving him on my bench when I really need to win. Now, uh, not <laughs> there's no no way you play him this week. No, no way. No one probably could have. Uh, could have blamed me but i don't have a lot of great options at that flex spot this week so uh he definitely was in the running i'm always afraid to play thursday night players and after what jacksonville did to the colts last week i thought maybe maybe they were hitting their stride defensively so instead uh derrick henry has a historic night with 238 yards so far and four touchdowns on like what 13 carries total carry oh like, yeah he's he's averaging like 15 16 yards a i carry. mean it, he had a 99 yard run so i mean that by itself accounts for you know a little under half but I, still i don't <laughs> i i actually don't think any of his touchdown runs were from inside the red zone maybe one of them was but uh he scored one from beyond the fifty, and he had another longer, longish that, run. So that ninety-nine yard one was just—I mean, it wasn't like he just blazed by everybody. He was oh, no. pushing people out. It was a thing of beauty, like what he needs to be doing. It was awesome. He was asking people to come try to tackle him, and and now now the safeties want nothing to do with him. It's hilarious to watch now. Once he gets to linebacker level, they're like, "All right, I'm out." Yeah, this dude is going for. Uh... He's he's got a fifty burger on DraftKings for a guy who's not getting any receptions in a PPR site. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just like doubled his point total on the year. Uh, definitely, definitely. It's absurd. <laughs> so uh, you uh, you got anything to drink? Because I'm drinking after. Uh... Seeing this on my bench. Oh no, I I, uh, <laughs> I, I let down on that one again today. Uh, yeah, that's all right. I got a, I got a beer here from 18th Street. It's a collaboration they did with a with a bar called Kuma's Corner, and this beer is called Defiance Alliance. It's a double dry hopped Kolsch style beer. It's a, it's a little bit different than the IPAs I normally drink. It's got a dry finish, and you know, it's, got a, it's that uh, 
German style. It's it's a good change of pace. Got a little bit of Kentucky coffee on the side here too. I w- I want to drink that just for the name. That name is fun to say. Defiance, Defiance Alliance. Alliance. Yeah, oh, I yeah. like it. Absolutely. I'm I'm thinking that needs to be like our uh, WWE tag team name at this point. <laughs> that that might be apropos. Hey, how uh, how did you go fare last week uh, in your fantasy endeavors? Not good. <laughs> uh, so DraftKings solely, uh, I batted an over. I, in all my all my tournaments and everything, my highest scoring lineup was 129, which is not really good enough to do anything. Ouch. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. I mean, I'll go back over the plays that I I called last week and what they scored, and it'll kind of give you an idea of what happened here. Uh, I had Kirk Cousins. He put up 10 points. That's an automatic killer in your QB spot. Aaron Jones gives me 15-2. Not a bad return, but not great. Uh, McCarthy decided for some reason that he was going to go back to splitting time between Jones and Williams. It cost him the game and his job. So thanks for that. Uh, As a Bears fan, that's not good for us. No. Yeah, having Mike McCarthy as the head coach of the Packers was actually really good for us. (laughs) Um, Curtis Samuel went for 15-6, which was great at a – under 4K receiver, and then Kyle Rudolph coming in at 6'8". So I hit okay at the running back and receiver spot. Uh, QB and tight end really killed me. And I had a couple different variations of, of those lineups in and out, and that just killed me. Season long, I did just enough in my one dynasty league to secure first seed and finish first in the regular season. Uh, and I say just enough because going into the Monday night game, I was down two points and I had Alshon Jeffrey and he barely, barely got me over the hump. I had, uh, between Julio Jones let down, I had Julio Jones, Julian Edelman, Tyreek Hill and Alshon Jeffrey. And, uh, the four of them put up a combined total of like 24 points. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That it was a rough go. You know, no Melvin Gordon for me last week, so it, things were kind of rough. Marlon Mack in my running back spot. It was just a rough week all around. Uh, but I did just enough to secure my number one overall seed there. So, uh, and I won in a redraft league to sneak into the final playoff position. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. I'll take it. Uh, probably an early exit for me in the redraft league, and I've got a buy this week, which is good uh, in my dynasty. So we'll we'll go from there and hope I get back on track in the DraftKings as well. Although tonight is not a good sign of things to come if, if this is how my weekend's going to go. <laughs> the uh, good news is that uh, you never know uh, in the playoffs. A lot of times uh, the teams that have been the best all year long – start to uh you know either injuries or 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 rest or whatever uh, that's my fear i've been the best all year round <laughs> in your redraft that you just said no, that you snuck in my in? dynasty in my yeah. dynasty <laughs> yeah that, that's what i'm saying you said you're you're gonna probably hit an early exit i mean if you yeah. snuck in there you never know you can all you got to do is hit a little hot streak here whatever so 
Um, myself in my uh, season long, we're this this week coming up is our final week. I I lost to the uh, to the first place team by about ten points. Uh, I had. I don't know. It was either the second or third highest score in the league, which has been pretty much my uh, my fate all year long, scoring, but just taking everybody's best shots. I have the second most points in the league, and as it stands, I'm in sixth place, and only four teams make the playoffs. However, um, I'm... I'm well within uh, the chance because to get in because the fifth place team is is a very low scoring team and he plays the first place guy uh, two and four play each other so they're one of them has to lose and uh, the third place team has been kind of struggling lately so. I really need just either the third or the fifth place team to lose because the second or the fourth is going to lose. They're all tied at the same record, and I'm one game behind. I'll beat anybody on points. So as long as I win this week, i got a pretty good chance of making the playoffs uh, I, and ending up as a three seed. and pr- feel pretty good because my, my team is buoyed by Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of the Chiefs, on, we've got they got a tough matchup this week, but we'll get it, we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. Speaking speaking of the Chiefs, though, um, I had my best week on DraftKings all year, uh, winning wise. Um, I didn't win any huge amounts of money um, overall, but I cashed pretty much everything that I played, except for our little uh, weekly league tournament that we have. I won 90% of my head-to-heads. My cash lineup was just uh, killer this week. I uh, I rolled out Cam Newton and uh, Philip Lindsay, who I had talked about on the podcast last week. Cam didn't have a huge game, but he, you know, 22 points isn't going to kill you. Uh, Philip Lindsay put up 31.9. He was a stud, you know, as I as I thought he would be. And I paired him up with Todd Gurley. Um, uh, went cheap with Chris Godwin and DJ Moore. Uh, Adam Thielen didn't really pay off his price, but uh, Eric Ebron was pretty much uh, an easy play there. And late news that happened after the podcast, um, I think anybody I know that uh, played any cash games last week had Spencer Ware in their lineup. He was just... Opportunity and cost were, were just too good to pass up. He he did pay off his value. Um, he didn't have a huge game, but 168.5 was my cash lineup. Uh, like I said, that pretty much um, killed it everywhere. Uh, the, the only people that beat me in cash were guys that had Travis Kelsey. Uh, my tournament stacks, though, did have Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes, um, a little bit of uh, Russ Wilson in a, in a in one of them, and uh, everything, all of my big uh, DK Edge listener league lineups cashed, and and I played some of the, that big uh, mini 
million or whatever the ten dollar buy-in tournament and i cashed four out of four lineups in that which was pretty sweet that was a nice tournament so congratulations man sounds like a, a good week you had some good lineups that process is starting to pay off yeah it feels feels pretty dang good and i'm happy to uh to get get at it again here this week so before we move on with our plays i kind of want to make a little announcement here we're going to run a contest uh we're going to give away a um a t-shirt another bad call doc uh podcast t-shirt and these these are going to be uh specially made here i I know you and i are going to be rocking them pretty soon and uh, we'd like to give one away to a listener Uh, the way that you can uh, get in on that is to uh, leave us a five-star review and rating on itunes and send a screenshot of it to our email another bad call at gmail.com after the week 15 nfl slate um, during our uh, week 16 preview show, we will pick a random winner and we'll get that out. So we're pretty excited. We're going to um, have these and and who knows, maybe we'll get some uh, made available for purchase um, here sometime in the future. Yeah, get that swag. You got those ratings and reviews. You want that swag. That's how it works. Yeah, we're trying to grow this thing. We're, we're working on some things uh in the off season, maybe to get get us a little more exposure and get some uh, um, get some guests on that uh, help us with our process and 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 everything. So we're looking forward to it. This is not, uh, I, I mean, it's a hobby for us, but but we're serious about it. We we really want to make this thing take off. It, it's it's fun. We enjoy doing it and. Uh, if if we weren't getting the listeners and the response, we'd we'd probably give it up by now. But uh, we we are getting some um, good interactions and consistent listenership. Uh, we just want to grow it uh, so that we can offer more and better information as we go along. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and dig in here a little bit on this uh, week fourteen main slate. Another full slate. So there's a lot of options out there. I don't know about you, but I was having a hard time making picks. Um, not not because they're hard, but it's because there's so many to choose from. Yeah, exactly. Your options are wide open, and it's just a matter of honing in and focusing where you want to spend your money. I know when I first started, I was all over the map, and I was like, ooh, I want to play this guy, I want to play this guy, I want to play this guy. And it was like, well, wait, you're not allowed to play six quarterbacks. You have to just pick – got to pick one. Um, before we get into that, since you like to call me out when I lose, uh, I want to go back over our prop bets from last week. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead. You did finally get the better of me last this past week. I think it might, yeah. might be the first time this year. Who knows? Yeah, my my headphones are having a hard time fitting over my ego right now because uh, I finally won one. But uh, yeah, we we had three prop bets. Uh, I believe the first one was T. Y. Hilton at fourteen and a half points. Uh, that was the the line. I took the under. Uh, he ended up scoring fifteen seven, so you ended up winning that one. 
the other two, we had Julio at uh, seven and a half receptions, and he had uh, two. Boo. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Julio. Yeah, thanks a lot. And, <laughs> and then the other one was Pat Mahomes. We set the over-under at uh, 29 and a half points, and he ended up uh, going, I believe, 33 so, uh, woo woo! I finally won one. I, I feel that, like that was the only thing I won last week. <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I set that line so high, I felt like uh, there was no way you were going to take the the over, and uh, and you did anyway. So I was I was drinking. What do you? <laughs> what do you want from me? Uh, that being said, so uh, then maybe I can win this week <laughs> since you're clear of mind. Yeah, clear of mind it always helps. Uh, maybe I should start getting drunk and setting my lineups. Maybe that'll, <laughs> that'll work better. All right, so let's get into this week. Um, I originally was going to go with Dak Prescott. and Dak Prescott? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. You he, tried that joke. He, he, he was not impressive? Uh, oh, come on. And four of the five listeners just stopped listening. So, oh, hey, I know that Nick is enjoying that one. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He might not have been like that. But after I was doing the research on it, I was just I, I kind of talked myself out of it, which means he'll probably go off. Uh, but I ended up going back to Andrew Luck, uh, going <clears throat> against Houston in Houston uh, for uh, fifty nine hundred. So I'm just going to throw out some stats here real quick, and then we're going to play a fun little game. Andrew Luck has only been under 22 drafting points three times this year. The last time he played Houston, he went for 39.7. So he's got a relatively safe floor at 22 points. Uh, That game has an implied total, or opened at an implied total of 49 points, according to Fantasy Labs and... um, my one concern at first was that Houston has been pretty tough this year. Now, their defense has been playing really good. But we're, we're going to play a game. I'm going to throw out a, a quarterback, and I want you to tell me if you'd be scared to face this guy. Okay? Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Would I be scared to face him? Yeah, if you were an opposing defensive coordinator. No. Eli Manning. No. Dak Prescott. Eh. Josh Allen. Who? Yeah. yeah. No. Nate, I, I mean, the list goes on. They have nobody. not played a lot of tough quarterbacks. I see what you're getting at. They've only given up an average of 15.9 DraftKings points to quarterbacks this year. Um, and, and I did peep out that uh, luck game. I'm wondering, though, did – Houston have a couple of injuries on on their defense uh, in that game. I I can't remember I, I, honestly, and it was in Indianapolis. And this is this is a second a second matchup divisional, and and, and it's on the road for luck. I'm not saying I hate it. Uh, he's probably going to be pretty low low owned because I think people do perceive Houston as a tough matchup. And, and and the recency bias uh, when he basically just got shut out last week against Jacksonville um, might might also keep the ownership low. So I'm not considering him for cash. Uh, I think he is 
probably tournament viable. Yeah, and I understand, you know, a second time around with a divisional opponent, and he's on the road, uh, but he's still in a dome, and he's in a place he's played a couple of times. So, you know, let's see what happens. And I, I think you're right. I think there is – I think Houston did have some injuries there, but uh, his offensive line has been doing such a good job of keeping him clean that I think it's going to be another one of those pretty high-scoring games. All right. Well, yeah, the, the guy uh, moving on from luck here, the guy I'm looking at right now is Philip Rivers. Um, he's just been killing it this year. The and, and he's got a sweet home matchup against the Bengals. Cincinnati's 32nd uh, versus a quarterback in DK scoring. Uh, Rivers is just – I. There's so many stats. I don't. I don't know uh, where I want to start, but they're they're implied. Thirty-one point total for Vegas is just um, top-notch, and um, he's been, I think, so consistent after uh, showing what what he could do against a a top-level team in in Pittsburgh last Sunday night. Um, was pretty thrilling game uh, with Melvin Gordon still a little banged up. We're not sure if he's going to play. I think uh, the offense continues to run through Rivers, and he's primed for another big game. Yeah, I I love the Rivers play. Uh, <laughs> as we'll see as we go through tonight, uh, I'm going to bet that there's going to be a number of, hey, play the Chargers because they're playing Cincinnati. You know, type type calls. Uh, they're just giving up a ton of points to to whatever position. And like you said, this offense runs through Philip Rivers, and he's running it beautifully this year. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about that. So let's go ahead and uh, see who you like on the Chargers here. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is my uh, waiver wire handcuff darling in Justin Jackson. Uh, I knew I was missing out on the Austin Eckler sweepstakes last week. And so I pivoted and went with Justin Jackson because I think he fits more of what Gordon actually does. And Eckler is more designed as a receiving back. And based on the way he played in Pittsburgh, and uh, Anthony Lynn's comments about Eckler wearing down, I suspect this game, assuming Melvin Gordon doesn't play, uh, Justin Jackson will be the lead back. Uh, probably won't have a ton of receiving work. Uh, you know, not the same receiving work that Gordon would even get. Uh, but at 3,800 going up against Cincinnati, who gives up the most points to fantasy running backs per pro football focus, you know, I mean, he had he's averaging eight yards a carry. So, or yeah, last week he went eight yards a carry, and uh, you know his one target was nineteen yards and a touchdown. So, it, you know, the the stars are kind of aligning for uh, just a ridiculous return. His floor is probably, I don't know, seven, six, seven points, but his ceilings to me is an easy twenty. Yeah, I mean, 
here's I I don't disagree that he's these uh, intriguing play. He's kind of high in my model. Um, the 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 thing about it is is because there is so much value available right now. This time of year is kind of weird, where in the middle of the year. Uh, you're struggling to find a value play to go along so you can get the studs in. Now, this time of year, we start to get a lot of value because you get injuries or teams are trying out some younger players and whatnot. Um, but I, the reason I'm probably not going to play a lot of Jackson is because there's two other guys right in the same price range that I feel have a better path to more touches and involvement. Jackson still is not going to be, he's not going to be the lead back. So um, it might be a 50, 50 split with Eckler. Maybe we, we don't know that. Um, But like Jalen Samuels is a passing or he's, he's a receiving H back basically, you know, on Yahoo's he's got tight end eligibility. Uh, at, and um, I thought they took that away. Not Yahoo. Nope. Uh, I thought I saw an article they were putting that out that they were taking that away, but unless unless, go, unless they went back on it because yesterday they doubled down and said they're not going to change it in season. But um, if they they if they change it today, I missed that. However, um, that's besides the point. He's a running back on DraftKings. Um, Pittsburgh throws the ball. At a at the highest rate, uh, their their uh, run pass uh, ratio is like sixty eight percent pass. Uh, it's not going to change um, much with Samuels as their running back. The only place he may lose equity is in goal line carry, carries, but uh, I see him being more involved in the passing game um, than Ridley. Ridley, I, I think it's probably going to be like a 70-30 split in that backfield. And then the other guy is uh, Jeffrey Wilson for San Francisco at 3,800. He he does appear to be the lead guy, and he had a nice game uh, last week as well. So that's just a couple of guys that uh, I might probably favor over Jackson. Not to say that Jackson's a bad play. Um, I just think there's a couple other options. And you're not going to want to play too many cheap guys because what are you going to do with all the rest of the salary? So, Yeah, and it, you know, it all depends on what type of game you're playing and your roster construction for the rest of your positions. So, True, true. So, uh, like I said, I, I don't hate to play. It's just that I think there's, a at that price point, a couple other uh, pivots that might have more a more uh a bigger line to a higher ceiling and and the way these uh contests have been going this year the ceiling you need to find as much ceiling as you can so um the guy i'm looking at this week at this point at running back is aaron jones uh last week mike mccarthy got fired because he lost in a matchup against a team that doesn't uh, play the run very well. And the reason they lost is because they went back to a 50-50 split between Aaron Jones and and Williams. So I think Joe Philbin is going to realize this. Um, 
And the matchup for Green Bay at home this week is against Atlanta, who just gets crushed by pass-catching running backs. Uh, and I think that uh, we've seen it play out all year long, really, uh, with Atlanta um, just struggling against the pass-catching running backs. And I think Aaron Jones at 7,200, uh, he might go a little under-owned because people are going to have the value running backs and they're going to pair them with the really high-priced running backs. Um, so you, you're going to get a little different roster construction uh, with him at 7,200. I, I see him uh, just kind of crushing it this week. Yeah, so I've built a couple rosters already, one of them being my uh, my podcast roster where I go through and I have you know all the players that I say I want to play and then plug in the rest of the holes. And with Justin Jackson, I have put Aaron Jones in that lineup. For all the reasons that you just said, my one concern is whenever there is a coaching change, you never know how the play calling is going to go. You you can logic out that, yes, McCarthy got fired because he was doing stupid stuff like giving Jamal Williams 50% of the carries. But as we know, that's not how things always work. So that that's my one concern. He's still in my lineup. I'm still going to play him. It, you know, I just say in the range of outcomes, there is one where Philbin goes, look what I can do with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones becomes an afterthought. It could be, but I think actually Aaron Jones is a compliment to Rodgers and the passing game. And um, I, I think that because they don't really have anybody that's uh, established other than Devonte Adams, that, uh, that that's why Aaron Jones is in line, and and like I said, Atlanta just gets crushed by this type of guy. So, and it, weather permitting, this could be another really high scoring game because Matt Ryan tends to be pretty successful against Green Bay. Oh yeah, yeah. I I looked at this one probably going to be a little bit of a shootout as well. So, um, well, let's go ahead and move on then to the wide receiver position. I'm gonna I'm gonna chase some money here. Sort of, <laughs> and I I can't I can't believe I'm about to to do this on our podcast after I lambasted you for uh, your Seth Roberts call a couple weeks ago, uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Zay Jones for Buffalo, uh, forty two hundred uh, going to New York to play the Jets, and, and here's why I say I, I was kind of chasing the money. One, uh, Kelvin Benjamin's gone. Not that he was really ever there this year, but he's he's gone now. Uh, the last seven weeks, eight targets, five targets, eight targets, six targets, 11 targets, one target, nine targets. Okay, so his one target game was against Jacksonville, uh, it, who despite what just happened <laughs> tonight where they gave up four touchdowns to Derrick Henry. Uh, their defense has still been pretty good. So uh, uh, last last week at Miami, four catches, 67 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, last time he played New York, 
he had eight receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. So, I'm sorry, this game's at home for them. I, I misspoke. They're not going to New York. New York's coming to them. But the Jets give up the fourth most points to, or fourth most fantasy points to wide receiver. And with him going over 20 DK points in two of his last three and getting those kind of numbers, uh, I just think there's too much there's too much of a possible return for an almost exactly 4k receiver. So when I first saw this is the guy you put down, I was ready to like, just, I, I was ready to give you what you gave me about Seth Roberts because, um, I actually did play this guy two weeks ago against Jacksonville and he, he crushed my lineups. Um, it, it just wasn't pretty. Um, but then I started looking at him a little bit closer. And I um, I started to realize that he's looking pretty good. He's getting all this opportunity. And I, and I wish that I could find it right here. But he is one of the guys who is due for touchdown regression up to the mean. Um, with the red zone opportunities that he's been getting. And he, he, I know he leads the team in red zone opportunities with 12, and uh, which is like 54% of, of the Buffalo red zone opportunities. They really do start seem to be slinging it with Josh Allen at quarterback a little bit more. The Jets, not so great against the wide receivers position. So... Um, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm on board with the play. I don't know if, if I'm there yet for cash, but, uh, definitely, uh, interesting tournament play. The, the only bad thing is, you know, people start to talk about these guys and they, their ownership kind of jumps, which, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I, I'm really hoping there's still a lot of that. Uh, he plays for Buffalo, like, I can't play him. I I keep picturing his off season stuff where uh, wasn't he the guy that went like nuts in a hotel and and whatnot? I think it was during the off season, but I, that's what I pictured. Uh, I kind of want a little bit of that crazy to come out and him to just go ham this weekend. <laughs> Interesting. I I don't recall that whatever you're talking about there, but I'll I'll take your. I am googling that story right now while you talk <laughs> about who you got. I'll take your uh, word for it, but um, I'm I'm gonna pair uh, this guy, uh, this receiver with my quarterback Philip Rivers. Uh, Keenan Allen has just been on a tear. He um, he's fifth overall at the wide receiver position um, in weighted opportunity per four for four, which is weighted opportunity is a combination of target share and and air yards, uh, it's it's a really uh, nice little metric there. Um, uh, per Pro Football Focus, he's got the fifth best wide receiver cornerback matchup against Darquez Denard. Like we said, Cincinnati is just a dumpster fire of injuries and bad defense, and uh, Hugh Jackson. <laughs> no, and uh, over the last five games, Keenan Allen has a whopping. 57 targets man he just keeps getting the ball obviously he blew up against Pittsburgh on Sunday night his his uh, 
His price didn't really go up all that much, uh, if, if at all. Um, probably because he played that late game. But uh, I think he had nine, 19 targets Sunday night. Incredible. This this guy is is living up to what he he was a couple of years ago. He, he had a slow start to the season, but really turning it on now. Yeah, so it's not just that he's getting targeted. I mean, he is getting targeted. So, you know, I, I've got my list of, you know, the running backs, tight ends, receivers that were, were gone and how many targets they get and all that. So uh, he's got 106, which is 17 more than the next guy I'm going to talk about. But the thing is what he's doing with those. He has a 12 yards per reception for that. He's got 350 yards after <clears throat> after the catch right there and uh you know he if you ask me and you know i haven't looked at the numbers probably as much as you have but he's another guy that should be due for touchdown regression going in the positive way based on how many targets and receptions he has he's only got five touchdowns on the year so and those are all been as of late so yeah he tends to you know get more of the inside plays that i know that rivers likes to throw those corner plays to Mike Williams and such, but uh, Allen just gets so much opportunity. He's going to find the end zone more. So it's if, to me, when you're looking at all the higher priced wide receivers, uh, that, that 7,400 price tag stands out as tremendous value for the kind of opportunity and matchup that, that he's got this week. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's the same thing that we've talked about every week. There's a certain game where it's just like you, you have to play as many people in this game as you can. And it just so happens that on this side, you, you only want to play the one one side of that game. <laughs> I hear you, man. So uh, who, who do you like at tight end this week? So I just mentioned that uh, Keenan Allen has 17 more targets than the, the next guy on my list. And uh, that's George Kittle, uh, who has 89 targets on the year at this point. Um, his last three games, he's got 32 targets. Uh, of those 32, he's caught 21 for 201 yards. That's seven catches for 67 yards uh, average per game, uh, which right there is 13.7 in your DK points. Uh, he does, according to Pro Football Focus, have an 18% advantage over Darian Stewart uh, for the Broncos, and they give up the 13th most points uh, fantasy points two tight ends uh, so uh, on top of that he's only finished with uh, less than 10 drafting points twice this year which at 5500 uh, you know you you gotta hope that you get over that 10 you know you, you essentially need 11 plus uh, and i think in a game that i don't think it's going to be too terribly high scoring but they're going to have to target him often uh, denver's going to have to worry about uh, Dante Pettis now. Uh, I don't know if Goodwin's going to play. It's going to open up some room for Kittle. It, it does look like Goodwin's going to play. He was full practice uh, yesterday. Uh, he's back from whatever that personal matter is that he was dealing with. But um, I, don't, I don't hate George Kittle. There's a couple other plays I like better this week. Um, I, th- I actually feel like you're trolling me right now because I said Zay Jones – Killed my lineup two weeks ago. So did George Kittle. 
that was that was not a good week for me in, in, in cash. So but, I, I've actually gone back through and looked at your lineups, and I'm like, all right, this guy has screwed him. So I'm gonna oh, just yeah. I'm gonna bring him up regardless. <laughs> yeah, no, George Kittle's a stud, and if, if I, I I wish that. Uh, that he hadn't gone through all these quarterback injuries this year because uh, I I think when he's got somebody that can actually get him the ball that uh, that he's going to be in that top tier. I don't I think he's quite there this year. The rest of the way with uh, Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard or whoever's throwing him the ball this week, um, but I think that that when he, when they get back uh, to to their normal crew that that he's going to take that leap up there yeah i he's young i think he's like 24 and he isn't quarterback dependent yeah. like that, that i mean he's he's shown that whoever's whoever's the qb uh you know he's still getting you know five plus targets a game so I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens in that game a little bit. Um, that unfortunate that Manny Sanders uh, ruptured his Achilles. Uh, I, I think that's going to maybe change the game plan a little bit for uh, Denver, and they really might try to shorten the game by running the ball a bit more, keeping the ball in Philip Lindsay's hands. Um because they don't have a whole lot else uh, to catch the ball since they didn't want to throw it to Matt Lacoste last week. <laughs> I I thought about uh, throwing him out there this week just because of the, <laughs> the zero banger he put up last week. but <laughs> He'll probably be a GPP winner this week. Uh, probably. But, well, uh, I mean, with without Sanders, I mean, you've got Cortland Sutton, you've got Deshaun Hamilton on the other side. Uh it, this is this game's going to go through Philip Lindsay, which, by the way, as a bonus running back play, I don't hate playing him again. Oh sure, he this guy that that guy's killing it. But uh, as a matter of fact, he's in he's in my lineup. I will <laughs> I, I will just tell you that I've got Justin Jackson, Aaron Jones, and Philip Lindsay in a lineup. Nice. Um, well, to stay on on uh, track here, the guy at tight end that I'm looking at is Vance McDonald, and. Uh, the reason I want to bring talk about McDonald is because at 3,800, he's in that lower tier. He's not the bargain bottom, but he's not in that higher tier with uh, Ertz and Kelsey, who I may end up playing one of those guys in a cash lineup um, but uh, because they're so dang good. But if you're looking for a little bit of value pricing, Vance McDonald for Pittsburgh um, playing at Oakland. I found something very interesting. Oakland, 30% of the yards that Oakland gives up is to the tight end position. Uh, in games this year, they've given up, uh, when when they played the Colts, uh, Ebron and Doyle combined for 31.7 DK points. George Kittle had 23.8. And just last week, Travis Kelsey put up 42.8 points against Oakland. They are just getting crushed by the tight end position. Um, and uh, I got another little stat here in a minute that I'll, that that'll even 
tell you more why I think that Vance McDonald is a good play. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he, he just uh, – he's due, you know. He had a he had a big game earlier in the season, and he's been, you know, he's been getting those middle, you know, five six targets or whatever. Uh, there are a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, but I think this game actually leads uh, to where where McDonald is going to be a a key figure. Yeah, so <clears throat> I was listening to. Uh, the late round podcast with JJ Zacharyson and he was uh, he was talking about some matchups and and one of them was the Vance McDonald thing and uh, he did he brought up how many points <laughs> Oakland just gives up to tight end and then he was talking about you mentioned Jalen Samuels earlier that Pittsburgh is already passing two to one like that's their pass to rush ratio which I expect that to go to get even wider with Connor out at this point, which means that's just more balls in the air that are going to be there for Brown Schuster and McDonald. Uh, I, I expect this to kind of be a statement game for them after the chargers came in and came back and beat them. So I expect them to go on the road and just put it up. I would not be shocked at all to see them put up 40 points. Uh, So it's easily in the realm for McDonald to, you know, go, five for 60 and a touchdown without any issues. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that, uh, the, um, th- that their Pittsburgh is a good team. They're leading their division. They're coming off two losses in a row. I know typically you think that, um, big Ben, you don't want to, play on the road because he's got you know the the terrible splits and whatnot but um the uh thing is oakland is not very good so uh, i wouldn't really worry too much about the the steelers not being able to move the ball or put up points and 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 it just is a oakland funnels the uh, points towards the tight end. So, um, that with that being said, though, now I'm going to give you my chalk buster play of the week, and uh, that's going to be uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and so I, when I was looking at these uh, stats and trying to, you know see what why you know what what could lead me towards you know certain players and and whatnot uh and antonio brown is coming off a big night you know probably his best night of the year sunday night uh he's the the thing is is that he is uh his um his touchdown rate is insane for for as bad he's actually falling off from where he had been um Shout out to Matt Friedman, Matthew Friedman, um, who who wrote an article about how Antonio Brown is falling off. His efficiency just isn't there. And um, as bad as the Raiders have been giving up points to the quarterback, I think they're maybe like six worse against the quarterback position. They're they are they are last against the uh, tight end position. Uh, they're 
against the wide receiver position, actually, like, gosh, I should look it up, but uh, they haven't given up a 100-yard uh, game to any uh, number one receivers this year. This game, to me, sets up uh, more towards McDonald, Samuels, and and uh, probably Juju because he plays that kind of middle-of-the-field role a little bit more. So that's why I'm saying that Antonio Brown is not a guy you want to play this week. I think I don't think he's going to get for for the forest price. I think that uh, he's not going to pay off. That's interesting. Uh, Oakland gives up the 23rd most points, so they're what ninth? They rank ninth overall against the receiver. Um, that's an interesting one. I'm. I think I'm going to top you, maybe, after that. I do. The, last week we set the over-under on Pat Mahomes at 29. Uh, I'm going to – I would go under this week. I think he's – I don't think he breaks 25 points this week. Well – And actually, I mean, actually, you know what? I'll be ballsy. I'll be real ballsy. I don't think he hits. I don't think he hits twenty points this week. Which let me look to see has he done that at he, all? I think year? he has been under twenty points on DraftKings. It's not if he got twenty five points, that would not be a bad game. I, I'll tell you that much on 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 DraftKings. I know his price is a little bit higher, but still. Um, It, uh, of course, it's it's uh, he's playing Baltimore, who's uh, who's the top defense pretty much in the league. He's he has not been under twenty points yet. He has scored twenty points twice. Okay. So, so he has not been under twenty. So I, I will say he's not breaking twenty this week. Not break. I'll I'll well there. Let's kick that off as our bet because I say he's going over. All right. Well, that that's going to be bet one. So I, sure. I I told you this week that I I would come up with the counter. You you did the props last week, so I, I'm gonna do this one. I want to go uh, another bad call podcast roster for roster. Your four against my four, and then uh, you have to build the rest of your roster from what you have, from what okay, you have so, left. So then we'll we'll. Uh... We'll build a head-to-head. You and I will play a head-to-head this week. Correct. Um, we'll we'll put in the guys that that we've uh, called out as our player, and then you know it's it's open from there, and uh, we'll just uh, we'll see who wins that one. Yes, sir. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Well, I think we've got our wagers knocked out, man. Unless you got one sitting in your back pocket, you've been waiting to throw at me. Sweet, no, those uh, that's that's a couple of good ones. I, uh, uh, I, it's funny to hear. I mean, I figure that there's going to be people that are uh, a little bearish on Mahomes and Kansas City this week because they're playing uh, the Ravens. I just think that the way the rules are set up and and, and as good as. Um, as good as the Kansas City offense is, I think that uh, the Kansas City offense will have an advantage. Um, I'm not 
uh, Travis Kelsey is just killing people, and and they can keep attacking Baltimore there because that that's one of the weaker spots for Baltimore. Uh, but I don't care who's playing cornerback. Tyreek Hill is going to have a chance to to break one. Uh, they last week they didn't connect, you know, and he he had a huge, that real high price ninety one hundred. Um, he he's down to eight thousand, I think, this week, uh, and people are probably going to shy away from him. But uh, this guy is uh, is a stud. Nobody can keep up with him. Uh, Mahomes puts it on his hands, and uh, and there'll be be some big plays. So, um, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Uh, he's you know he's had a monster year. But most of that's bolstered by, you know, six pretty good, pretty big games. You know, he's had two at 20, two, or sorry, three at 40 plus and one at 35. His other ones, he's got two games under 10 and the other ones are under 15. <laughs> so oh, he's, yeah, he's absolutely. boomer bust, but when he booms, he booms. So uh, I would prefer that he wait to boom until next week when I need him in my dynasty playoffs. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Uh, well, I, I mean, I need him this week to get me into the playoffs. But, um, yeah, that's uh, – w- we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we got a little something going on it. So um, we'll be back next week for some bragging rights. Um, <laughs> but it, it's – this is the fun time of the year. We got all we got big full slates. Um, the playoffs are playoff uh, positions are being jostled for. Um, the cream is starting to rise a little bit, and uh, it's we're in the home stretch here of the regular season, getting ready for playoff time. The holiday season is upon us, and and so uh, we we really do appreciate all our fans. Um, JD, why don't you tell people where where they can find you? Yeah, find me in all the usual spots at JD West twenty two at Insta on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, feel free, hit me up. You know, uh, you want to do a head to head? I'm the same thing on DraftKings. So look me up. Cool. And uh, you can find me at Justin M. West on Twitter, JMW1977 on Instagram. Find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Another Bad Call. Like we said, the email is Another Bad Call at gmail.com. And read uh, my weekly cash lineup review at Another Bad For JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making Another Bad Call.